0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Balls Over the Top podcast. I'm your host, Michael Rock.
1: And I'm your host, Brendan Collins, and we're joined by a special guest in the studio today. Please welcome our our friend, Jared.
0: Hi. So uh, we're just going to we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Yeah, there's
1: plenty to talk about, so we can jump right into it. World football had quite the crazy weekend.
0: Yeah, um, starting in Spain, really, all of the major teams there, other than Atletico— really had weeks to forget yeah um real madrid and barcelona both lost uh that it's the first time that both of them lost in the same week since 2018 yeah and uh sevilla also had a terrible loss red card i mean really ugly stuff Mm -hmm. um so uh, you know we've been saying it for a few weeks that these leagues were going to need a little bit of time to get their footing we understand that everybody is on an alternate timeline with the way everything's been unfolding but wow, uh, both of these teams looked like they were in total disarray.
1: Yeah, I mean, a really bad performance from uh, from Marcelo this weekend. A bad a bad performance, of just from a lot of uh, stalwarts, just a lot of old old guys who have been playing a long time. Yeah,
0: well, and I think that could be the problem. You know, a lot of these other teams in Europe uh, have been, you know, looking up. At Barcelona and Real Madrid, but as mm-hmm. a result, they're hungry to change. I mean, you look at a team, especially just looking in England. You know, mm-hmm. teams like Chelsea or, or United, or even the teams that have been more successful in England, like Man City or Liverpool, still are making significant changes, bringing in new talent, bringing in major transfers, and changing you know members of that starting eleven. Yeah, where it seems like Barcelona and Real are. Are pretty averse to change. Uh, A lot of these guys have been there for a long time, Mm -hmm. and you know, it it only seems like they only bring in new blood when one of their players decides to leave. It's not like they are constantly bringing in new talent to compete for the top spots on the pitch.
1: No, a lot of them. A lot of times when they're bringing in talent, you're just seeing it go right to the reserves,
0: Um, and yet they bring in talent almost every year and spend ludicrous amounts of money so it's it's a little bit of a head scratcher obviously i expect both of these teams to rebound i mean as always la liga tends to be a three-horse race between both madrid's and barcelona but it's it's definitely going to be a uh, it's definitely an interesting start to the season and i think both of these teams have a little bit of cause for concern definitely you know, yeah. as we kind of enter the the real middle part of the season Especially with you know, Champions League starting up tomorrow mm-hmm. um, European Cups there's suddenly the the amount of games steps up for these top-of-the-table teams and they can't afford to be dropping points against against teams that they really should be beating.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, obviously the league competition matters very dearly to uh, these these big Spanish clubs. They're highly coveted. They're very used to, uh, you know, being the ones and twos of this league. So seeing them drop points early in such poor fashion um, and getting, you know, getting rough play out of your, uh, your long-term stars, it does start to uh, set off some alarm bells. Also, uh, said it, speaking of alarm bells, Juve has a couple with both Cristiano Ronaldo and uh, midfielder Winston McKenney, both testing positive for COVID.
0: Yeah, uh, coming out of the international break last weekend with uh, no soccer, uh, a, a number of and team, uh, teams or players have been forced into quarantine, and there have been some positive tests cropping up. Obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo, one of the biggest names in world sports, and one of the biggest names in soccer uh, draws most of the major headlines. But, you know, Winston McKinney, his teammate testing positive is a bit of a concern, you know, especially in Italy, where really other than outside of, of China, Italy was really the first country to be dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic in the severity that they were. Elsewhere in Italy, though, it was a really interesting week for the games that did happen. Juventus ended up drawing um, a match they really should have won. Yeah. Um, but, you know, without McKinney, without Ronaldo in the lineup, it looked pretty listless. Yeah. I mean, it, it was jean Buffon's 650th match for the club, which is really impressive. It's,
1: it's, it's crazy. You know, it's, I mean, his debut happened in 1995, and there are players on that team right now that were not born at that time.
0: Yeah. And then um elsewhere uh, there was a milan derby that was a lot of fun to watch uh ac milan beating inter milan for the first time in a long time and they they had said actually the last time that ac milan won at inter milan was back in like 2009 with zlatan ibrahimovic on the team yep. and yet he was really the star this time so some things don't really change um Coming out of the MLS, he's been really impressive. I don't think anybody ever you, you'd make a poor living betting against Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Absolutely, but it's been impressive to see him come back to top tier football and still continue to put up the results. And, exactly, and thirty eight years old. Play. Yeah,
1: unbelievable. We going to the Prem, uh, big storylines coming out this weekend. Virgil Van Dyke looks to be out the season, with a torn Achilles off a uh, off a, a brutal uh, goalkeeper collision, um, as a as a result in that game, uh, there was a there was a draw coming off a controversial off sides call that that well, took I, the I gotta the goal say off th- the board
0: that whole game was riddled with controversy. the The play in question, where. Um, mm-hmm where Virgil van Dyke is hurt and likely gone for the season with this... Well, no, definitely gone for the season with this Absolutely. ACL tear. Uh, it should have been, a. I think, honestly, a penalty kick awarded to Liverpool and a sending off of Jordan Pickford. I yeah. mean, it was a brutal illegal contact. The reason it was not was because there was a properly called offside play when the foul was committed, but it was such violent conduct that the announcers were pretty much beside themselves... Adamant that it should have gone to VAR and Pickford should have been given a red card, mm-hmm. and then a penalty should have still been awarded. Uh, as far as the result and the controversy there, Jordan Henderson, uh, in the la- in the dying moments of the game, scored a goal, and even with pixel technology and the goal, uh, the pitch mapping and all of the different tools at their disposal, they deemed him offside. Going against the call on the field. The call on the field was that he was onside. Right. It and yet, d- despite, you know, almost totally no clear evidence whatsoever, yeah. uh, they managed to find a way to call him offside, robbing Liverpool of two points, robbing Liverpool of the result, and giving Ever- uh, keeping Everton uh, undefeated this season. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, major controversy there. And um, and it's a shame. They really need to figure out this, hand, this this offside and handball situations, it seemed like, are the talk of every week yeah. in the Premier League. Yeah. And so I think they've got to figure this out, especially something like that, especially when they called it onside on the field. Yeah. I, I don't know how you're reversing the call on the field. In a scenario like that
1: no it doesn't make much sense but one more storyline coming out of that game most law hits goal number 100 uh in his career you know obviously a a talented player uh player coming out of africa um you know of of developing football uh region um yeah a very good player very talented player It's, it's been good to see his uh his first 100 and hopefully 100
0: more yeah, I mean he has been a lot of fun to watch and definitely a major talent uh, for both Egypt and the Prem. Um, and I think it's definitely gonna it's gonna be exciting to see where the rest of his career goes. He's still young. That Liverpool team is very is dominant right now. Yes. And um, I'm curious as to what how the next few years are going to unfold there. What's going to happen because you have teams like United, like Chelsea, like City, hungry to kind of catch up and and. You know,
1: close that distance.
0: Yeah. yeah, Liverpool. So, uh, I mean, that's been crazy. Some other news from around the Premier League. There were some pro- s- solid matches. Um, United played really well, uh, mm-hmm. but I think they honestly ended up, if I'm not mistaken, did, I think they, they, did they? I they
1: think it was
0: up? a 4-1 win. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Chelsea, Chelsea ends up with a 3-3 draw against Southampton on a match that was really, really up and down. It, it was really kind of, uh, Chelsea looked magical at some points with, with both Timo Werner, Kai Havertz. Um,
1: just going forward. Just
0: going forward masterfully. Really good creativity. Really great offensive prowess. But then the defense can't get out of its own way. Andreas Christensen and, and Kurt Zuma were an absolute mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kepa was forced to start due to the Mendy injury, and he reminded us why he's not a starting caliber keeper. Um, it was really, it was really rough. Um, but you know, I, I think with Mendy coming back healthy and the promise that the offense showed. I hope that they can get, get their act together on the back end. I think Mendy is a definite upgrade to Kepa. I think getting Tiago Silva healthy and acclimated to English football will be a big step for them. Mm-hmm. But I'm optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about, uh, what about the rest of Europe? Were there any other uh, games or, or things around uh, around the continent that caught your eye?
1: Well, I'm always happy to talk about some Bundesliga, and I'm always happy to talk about the woes that Schalke deals with as a rival to my, my precious Borussia Dortmund. Schalke winless in 20 consecutive games. It's been quite the skid uh, for the Blues side. Um, and, you know, another draw result. Um disappointing for the team they've looked the worst they've looked in many years um and it'll be interesting to see where their season develops into they've looked pretty listless they haven't had much attacking force going forward their defense hasn't been much better um we also have a Dortmund game from this past weekend to talk about it was nail-biting it was very close but Dortmund's subs Push them past them. A goal coming from uh, the great Erling Holland uh, puts the one nil victory up for Dortmund. Uh, but yeah, that pretty much wraps it up stateside. Uh, or, but we get
0: not stateside. Or, we're about sorry. to move to stateside. It, it, uh, wraps, wraps it up, up in, over the pond.
1: Yeah, wraps it up in Europe. We've got plenty to talk about stateside, though, with plenty of MLS action from uh, the past week.
0: Yeah, I mean the MLS has really been packing them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, playing roughly two games a week right now a uh, lot of excitement as they try and wrap up that season move toward the mls cup playoffs um, and there's been some really good games uh the la galaxy ended their 6 game losing streak with a 1-0 win over the vancouver whitecaps uh yesterday and uh seattle ended a, their game in a draw uh, against the san jose earthquakes which honestly is a little bit surprising for both clubs. San Jose has been a bit of a mess this year, and Seattle really is one of the elite teams in the MLS. Mm -hmm. But uh, the match that I really wanted to talk about and and the news I wanted to talk about were uh, a little bit closer to home. Tonight we got to see the Philadelphia Union pull off a really solid 2-1 win over the New England Revolution. Mm -hmm. And the biggest news out of the Union, other than the fact that they're fighting for their first piece of silverware with the supporter shield and looking like they could actually make some noise in the MLS Cup playoffs. Absolutely. Is, uh, Brandon Aronson, their really top-tier midfielder, uh, confirmed his move to Red Bull Salzburg yes. in Austria, uh, breaking the MLS's record for the largest homegrown player sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be anywhere between 6 and 9 million euros, depending on certain bonuses and milestones that he hits and it also looks like the union have a pretty chunky uh sell-on clause yeah if uh north of 10 percent. yeah if Salzburg ends up looking to move on from aronson so great deal for the union great deal for the mls as a whole Mm -hmm. uh obviously sad to see aronson go he's been one of the really exciting spots of this union team this year definitely but
1: He's here for the rest of the season, which means we're they going to get, get to get our, uh, get our play r- playoff run in with and him. And
0: hopefully he can maybe help us get our first piece of silverware. Yeah, so. it'll
1: be awesome. That's exciting. Um, Another young gun who is uh, making some news, uh, Christian Torres, a 16-year-old, uh, scores in the 93rd for LAFC uh, to earn a draw against a Portland Shiver Me Timbers team.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh... The Portland Portland Timbers have been pretty good uh, this year. They, you know, last week we talked about how they had won several in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, LAFC has been looking a little bit uh, listless, yeah, they've considering been how down. dominant they've been after the last few seasons. But I'll tell you, this game uh, this game took some money out of my pocket. I had actually bet on Portland to win and was fancying myself a winner until, uh, until that, that stockage 93rd. time equalizer. P&G yeah,
1: gee whiz. Uh, Another game that might have really had you fooled was Houston rallying back against Minnesota. They were down 2-0, but they bring it back to get a 2-2 draw against the Minnesota side. Uh, Another surprising game, Houston is another team that has uh, had several issues, had a lot of ups and downs this season against what has been a pretty decent uh, defensive Minnesota side.
0: Yeah, it's kind of difficult to, you know, put your finger on that pulse of, of Houston. They've been one of those teams that against top-tier talent really seems to play up, but then against bottom feeders really seems to play down. Mm-hmm. And it makes them hard to pick. It makes them hard to bet. It makes them hard to really predict how you would do. You know, uh, the union really haven't had to deal with them no. due to... Uh,
1: the divisional scheduling
0: schedules and all that, the regional and all that stuff. But uh, the the type of team that I would have no idea how to predict how that game would go because sometimes they look like an offensive force and they look like they can score at will. And then other times they look like they can't find the net. And so
1: they're incredibly pacey. They're very quick. Uh, They, you know, they're an aggressive team, but sometimes structurally they just leave a lot to
0: be desired. Um. Toronto did get a late winner over Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, which keeps them at the top of the MLS standings-wise. Um, and then uh, in the 95th minute, the Red Bulls' uh, Brian White uh, basically... Scores a goal. Scores a goal, yeah. S- clears, steals a point for the Red Bulls.
1: Absolutely. Against the Orlando side, um, that has been... I mean, since the MLS is back, cup tournament has been one of the better sides.
0: Yeah, and I mean, those good types of goals are. I know we just talked about one in the Portland game, but those late stoppage time, either winners or equalizers, can be so huge for these teams, especially as we're winding down the season. Oh yeah, you know, every point matters. Exactly, and so to get, not to mention for morality, you know, to get through a whole game. And then concede right at the end. Or, you know, it's just, it's been, uh, it's been crazy to watch. Um, the Columbus uh, crew got their first win in the last month against NYCFC, a team that kind of has had the wheels fall off a little bit. They were, looked like they were making a strong push to finish in the top half of the table and, and get a solid playoff spot. Now Mm -hmm. they're going to be fighting to even make it into the dance. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Inter-Miami still really can't seem to get their footing. No. Um, you know, I thought with Gonzalo Higuain, with Blaise Matuidi, I mean, really breaking records and, and, and getting one of the highest payrolls in the MLS right off the bat, David Beckham, the star power, Miami being the, the party city that it is, I would just, I guess I had just high expectations, and, uh, and I'm a little surprised to see them struggling still as much as they've been.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess... You know, it, it varies wildly with these uh, with these teams coming into leagues. You know, every once in a while you'll see a team enter in and, and jump in and find early success. And sometimes, you know, they just won't.
0: Yeah, Higuain also got red carded. Yeah, I actually didn't see that. What happened?
1: Um, he got in a confrontation with the ref
0: after the game. Wow, wow. that's so crazy. Yeah. You would think a player of his caliber and his stature would... would have that kind of restraint yeah
1: at least the the, some kind of poise at the end of the game to keep it together yeah
0: um and that's really surprising you know again he's somebody that you would look to as probably a, a leader in that locker room or on that team you know with his age and pedigree and all of the above his his brothers on the team too um and yeah i mean to to be shown a red card after the final whistle yeah, uh, to be now out of the next match when really I mean I know we were talking about his age and how he hasn't acclimated yet, but like he's still the best attacking threat on that team. Absolutely. Um, I mean that's just a that's just a rough, rough way to get it. I mean, anything, that didn't even show up on the stat sheet because no. it was after the final. Yeah.
1: It even says when I saw it, it said that he was shown a red card for using offensive, insulting and abusive language.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. That's oh, a, boy. that's never a good way to earn brownie points. Just no. let me berate the referee as yeah. soon as the match ends.
1: Yeah. in in my first season in the MLS, we've had a couple other interesting, uh, just quick MLS storylines. though. uh, D.C. United uh, break a nine-game winless streak, finally, against F.C. Cincinnati. But F.C. Cincinnati does score one goal. That game ends 2-1. So, you know, two teams that have, have been struggling mightily uh, face off against each other, and D.C. comes out ahead. But F.C. Cincinnati has scored a goal, so we get to reset reset that timer.
0: Yeah, how many days since last incident? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but um, I you know they should just treat them like a golden goal. It's like you score one, you just win. You score it's one, like, you win. I don't care if you're down three nothing.
1: Yeah. What, guys? What's the TV ratings on that one? Three, both their moms. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's. Uh, but we can move on. We've got uh, a little bit of NBA news to talk about. We've well, seen another another coach ink a deal.
0: Well, bigger news than that. We crowned NBA champions this week.
1: Oh yeah, we did crown NBA. The champions The Los this
0: Angeles week. Lakers uh, beat the Miami Heat. A great series, you know. Jimmy Butler played like a man possessed, and, and you know, brought the Heat back from the brink of elimination. But it, the star power on that LA team was just too much for the Heat to handle. We talked
1: about this. Uh, it
0: was, wow. it was good to see. It was, it was good to see LeBron though. Uh, you know, get his championship. Yes. Um,
1: no, we definitely talked. About we did talk last about this week.
0: next week. year last week. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Jared, um, do you want to talk about the the NBA Finals now that you're here this week? Well, all I want to say is that... Face I, the microphone. Fine. All I want to say is that, they, that the Lakers won. No, they did. Thank you, Jared. Uh, a new
0: piece of information on that Lakers series, because uh, I just thought this was weird, that Danny Green and LeBron James became... <laughs> this, uh, this is how ridiculous stat keeping gets, and I'm not going to have the other set, but they became the second teammates ever... To to win their, uh, to win, what was it? An NBA championship with their third different team together. Okay. So apparently two teammates before this that also won it with the Lakers, but it was like forever ago. They were guys i never even heard of. uh Like, because Danny Green, but here's the thing. They never won it on a team together prior to this.
1: Oh, no, but they just.
0: But they've won they are both winning this championship together
1: on their third team on
0: their third team ah.
1: o- on their third championship team on their third championship team. Yeah, right. Okay. And, they've been other places. That yeah, because like
0: yeah. Danny Green won it with Toronto, Toronto and then I forget where else he was cold state might have been in Golden State or, or yeah and then LeBron won it with the Heat he, with Cleveland good, yeah. and the Lakers oh wow so um, so yeah they can really find any bogus bullshit stat they want to and be like oh first people oh. Like, yeah what a random they weren't even the first people though. no um, there was a second one. but yeah to the actual NBA news NBA news before I interrupted you uh, Ty Lue yes Ty Lue signed with the Clippers filling yeah. that vacant seat left by Doc Rivers Doc Rivers current Philadelphia 76ers NBA coach yes and that's exciting for them. I mean, Tyloo has been one of the hottest names uh, in the league. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, I guess he, I guess it's just because he's a players coach and But and, like as one
0: of those guys who found and I guess right now you have Kawhi and Paul George, even mm-hmm. though apparently they might be moving on from Paul George. Like he all he's ever done is win with LeBron. That's like that's like no offense to Tony Dungy. Mm-hmm. But like I don't think Tony dungie's like an Hall of Fame caliber football coach because no. he was Peyton Manning's coach. Yeah, like what's...
1: probably for broadcasting Tony Dungy. But yeah, yeah like, anyway. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah.
0: like it's just one of those things where I I don't know how what, Ty Lue. I've never seen a Ty Lue coached NBA team and been like, oh wow. You know they're really good because because Ty Lue's a phenomenal coach.
1: Yeah, it, you know. Yeah, I, I mean I don't think where you, Ty Lue's going to put them over the top. Where
0: you know that happens with Popovich. That ha- and I'm I'm not implying like Greg Popovich is grown on trees. But you know what I mean. Yeah. There are teams. Brad Stevens even with Irish the Celtics. Colestra. Exactly. There are teams that you yeah. can look at and be like, this guy is a good coach and can coach a basketball team regardless of who's on the floor. And I don't know if I feel that way about Ty Lue. And I get the jobs that he was interviewing for were all big star-powered jobs, Sixers, mm-hmm. Rockets.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's just Clippers. because he handles star talent well. I, th- I really think that's the only reason why he, he he's such a, a prominent uh like figure in the NBA coaching scene. Because, yeah, I don't really know if he's got the, the pedigree um, level of coaching ability where he's... Uh, you know, master planning a game, working out systems and sets for his players so much as he's keeping, you know, his players, like, motivated in line, working together. I don't really... I don't know what his um, biggest attraction is other than he does manage manage stars well.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's good for managing star power, but, you know, I remember the running joke was that LeBron James was the head coach of that basketball team.
1: Yeah, Tyronn Ter- Ter- Luke can really hold a clipboard.
0: Yeah, um... So we'll see how that works out. Five-year deal. You know, it seems like most of these deals end up being pretty big, and, you know, the team's actually under no obligation to follow through on that deal. So uh, we're going to see how his performance goes and take it from there, I bet. Um, In other NBA news, Victor Oladipo. Yes. uh, Has one year left on his deal with the Pacers. Yes. And really... He's being maybe the biggest name being splashed around right now.
1: Yeah, in the the trade market.
0: Yeah, especially because this is a pretty weak free agency class, kind of the next thing we were going to talk about. But these two things kind of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fred Van Vliet is this offseason's biggest free agency prize. And while I'll admit Fred Van Vliet is a a good tempo player Mm -hmm. and he's a good locker room player, Yeah. He's like a six he can foot play one. one or two he's, guard yeah he's like a six foot one though like like he's not a guy that you that uh, one I see giving big money to he's like a he he's like a better he's like TJ McConnell if he had outside shooting okay you I, know what I mean like like he's he's got he's got some handles but he almost comes in more as like a change of pace and like momentum shifter type guy mm-hmm. than I would say he is a let's give him big money. To be a one or two starter.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's you know, he's just a competent defender. He's not going to blow the doors off anybody.
0: And so, with that in mind, you look these guys who have one year left on their deal, especially in those smaller markets Mm. uh, like a Victor Oladipo, become really enticing. Yeah, uh, for for a lot of these you know franchises that really want to add a piece. I mean, Oladipo's. An elite scorer and an elite defensive player, uh, but I, I mean there are still question marks following his gruesome injury. Yeah, and so uh, He's one of my favorite players in the NBA. I would love to see him One, I would love to see him on the Sixers But uh, I would love to see him even getting a chance uh, One to continue starting and continue with the roster and, and you know Dedication that he had prior to the injury, but two I would love to see him on a team that's competing to, for championships, to, yeah, for yeah. A championship, and it really makes some noise in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, see, see what playoff uh, Victor Oladipo can do. Uh, also, coming towards this offseason, we're going to be looking to see does Giannis get his max extension this year. Um, you know, this is the first year that they can offer it uh, when the window opens up. So we'll be seeing if the Bucks come immediately to the table or, or if they're going to wait and see. Um, this is a I mean, this is a big decision for this Milwaukee Bucks franchise.
0: I mean, I'll put it this way. The Bucks are going to throw at him virtually every penny that they're capable of throwing at yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, it's really going to be a... whether or not he's going to actually yes. take it.
1: The ball is in his court. Um, I, I'm guessing we see it pretty much immediately, and I'm guessing that he probably resigns pretty quick.
0: Uh, I actually don't know if he does. Um, I mean, he might. And it probably behooves him too, but big, 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 big all stars don't like playing in Milwaukee,
1: yeah, maybe,
0: uh I mean maybe, but yeah, I just i you don't see it, you don't see. In the NBA, more than any other league, you usually don't see the superstars stay in the small markets. Kevin Garnett didn't want to stay in Minnesota. Kevin Love didn't want to stay in Minnesota. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just you don't see the big stars stay in the small markets. I hope for both. Uh, I hope for Milwaukee's sake that he does. I think that team is only the best regular season team in the NBA with Giannis on it. Mm-hmm. And the team is finding more success with him now than they have had in any time in my lifetime. Yes. Um, but I don't know if he gets it. I could see him. It benefits the player to wait. It benefits the team to get it done as soon as possible. That's true. So. Um,
1: yeah, so we'll, we'll see where that goes. But we can move on now to some NHL news. Uh, really the biggest storyline coming out of the NHL this week, the voice of generations of hockey, Doc Emmerich, is retiring uh, from his role as a play-by-play uh, announcer. Sports, hockey, NBC
0: playoffs,
1: playoffs, NBC hockey. Um, no, he's he's a voice that we've we've heard for years. It'll be sad to see him go. Uh, he brings a level of excitement and uh, and and color and uh, a lot of fun to the game.
0: So. Yeah, I mean, he's really one of those monumental voices. You know, there's not that many. Announcers that fans of a sport will know. You know, there was John Madden in, in football. Mm-hmm. You know, Doc Emmerich really is the guy. Yeah. You know, and, and so it, I'm sure there will be a big hole there. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of people trying to step in and fill those shoes. And I'm curious to see, uh, you know, what watching playoff hockey is like next year. Yeah, it'll definitely be
1: different. Um, yeah, he's,
0: he's Doc. He's you Doc. Know? He's
1: Doc. Uh, another big uh, change that we're seeing this off season the least sign Jumbo Joe Thornton and his beard and his and his beard
0: well I heard the beard was holding out maybe for for an extra year but yeah. uh, but I guess they finally agreed to terms yeah Joe Thornton uh, you know that sharks team has totally lost its identity it feels like you know uh, they, Marlo gone Marlo gone Joe Thornton now lo- leaving. Um, they still have Brent Burns.
1: I think so. Okay. I'm uh, unless, Brent unless, Burns. unless he had to go back to his uh, home planet in the Millennium Falcon.
0: But um. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean that 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 Sharks team is pretty much totally. I mean, they were just playing in the Cup what two three years ago. Yeah. And I feel like that roster is nearly unrecognizable. Um, obviously Joe Thornton's a big a big name uh big talent i don't know how that leafs team is dealing with the hard in nhl salary cap because yeah. it seems like every year they're bringing in the top free agent available and i don't know where all the money's going or coming from or whatever yeah. but uh, i'm impressed by whoever's managing their cap yeah it's uh,
1: all done on quickbooks believe it or not That's, yeah. yeah it's crazy microsoft excel yes um, they go into like NHL each year. But just... Talk into the microphone. Well, that's not okay. No, just put it it's in front like, of your Hello. mouth. Hello. Yeah, better. Yeah. I was saying that they go into the new iteration of EA's NHL and they just go and see what their contract is. Yeah, right. They they, they yeah.
0: just they they try and offer a player an extension and they wait for the automated <laughs> game feedback on what. They, they look at the little raider that says whether it's a good or bad deal, and that's how they dictate their trades and cap management.
1: That, that wouldn't surprise me. I'm pretty sure that's how they've been doing it in Ottawa for but the like, past 10 years. But, but, but yeah. like,
0: for real, that that Toronto team feels like it was a roster just assembled on an NHL video game. It's got such a weird just assortment of talent and yeah. big names and ex-talent. Yeah. And, uh, hopefully they can continue to underperform yeah um there's also we're in the middle of free agency uh, i know last week we really jumped into it with both feet and there were uh, a lot of really big name signings both in free agency and and trades but uh really slowed down quite a bit mm-hmm. um there's still a few big names available like Corey perry being the one that comes to mind
1: yeah michael grandlin
0: yeah but uh But there's also going to be a lot of those depth guys, you know, and and the Flyers, at least, you know, our team, the team we follow the most, they really didn't make any huge signings. No, they were Um, relatively quiet. But they said that was kind of their game plan, and that's what they've done the last few years. They've waited until the dust settles, and then they get a lot of those older veteran guys on bargain deals, and really, they ended up being part of the reason the team performed so well last yeah. season and so
1: value out of free agents,
0: kind of reminiscent of what howie roseman tries to do mm-hmm. in, with the eagles roster yeah so.
1: getting the depth pieces that work within your organization to give yourself the best you know opportunities for success in complete roster construction you know pending guys going down etc cetera, etc cetera. but Moving on from the NHL, we've got Major League Baseball, and we're down back to in the, the World
0: Series. Yep, back in the bubble. The only league in the bubble. The only one doing uh, it right now. Major League Baseball is going to the World Series. We had some really exciting championship series. Oh, well. Both going to Game 7s. After initially both appearing to not look like they were going to be going to Game Seven, no, um, they looked like they were going
1: to be pretty much, uh, pretty much wrapped up pretty early. Uh, the The Dodgers got behind the Braves early in their
0: series. Yeah, the Dodgers dropped down three to one and and ended up coming back to force Game Seven and ended up winning it last night. A uh, really exciting game. Uh, Dodgers after being down in the series were also down in the game. Uh, They went down two to nothing. Then they came back, tied it up. Then they were down three to two going into the seventh. And there were uh, back-to-back solo home runs to tie it up. Not back-to-back, right off the bat. They were an an, an inning apart. It's Mm -hmm. not like it was back-to-back batters. But two major solo home runs. Absolutely, absolute crushes. Kike Hernandez sent one to the second deck. And then Cody Bellinger smacked one. It was never even close, yeah. and uh, and the Dodgers end up holding on uh, to to win that game. Really exciting, and then on the other side of things, the Rays popped out to a three to nothing advantage against uh, the Astros. Mm-hmm. Cheaters, yeah, against them cheaters, and. Uh, and that that series almost almost was historic for the Astros. Uh, yeah, they came was, back from three nothing down to force a game seven. I think one of only like four teams in baseball history to have ever done that. Yeah, and they were trying to become the second since Boston Red Sox in 04 to come back and win after being down three games to nothing, and yet they just ran out of magic. They um,
1: they did the Rays fend. Off the uh, the Astros' rally in Game Seven, they wound up taking Game Seven four to two.
0: Yeah, I mean Charlie Morton was absolutely out of his mind for the Rays. I mean he pitched a game that they were comparing in his quality to Roy Halladay's perfect or not perfect game, his no hitter in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I mean it was from start uh, from start to finish i mean he didn't finish the game but from his appearance start to finish morton was nearly unhittable oh, yeah. I mean, at one point he retired something like 14 consecutive batters without allowing a base runner um it was really really dominant and oh, it, again it was way. the it was the type of pitching performance that that brings you to the world series well, or, and then you, you bring on a
1: reliever who just throws fire triple ditch and just really uh, really shut the Astros down at the end of that game.
0: Yeah, so I'm really excited for this one. I mean, the two best teams in baseball this year, it's kind of fitting that both of them get there. They have the two best records, Mm -hmm. um, the top seeds in in both leagues. And um, I think i got to stick with my boys, though. Uh, The Dodgers really have been dominant. I know their pitching has been a little bit more shaky than the Rays this postseason. Uh, but the hitting on that team is just unbelievable. And the way that they can rally, I mean, after being down three games to one, those games, they didn't even look close. Even when they had to come from behind against the Braves, just watching it, you just had this feeling. And even watching the players, like they never lost confidence. No. Constantly getting base traffic. Yeah. Getting runners in scoring position. Uh, putting pressure on the defense, making it so every throw. Every fielding play has to be perfect. And that's hard for a team to do over a seven-game series. Yeah, no, and, it's- uh, and so I think the Dodgers uh, are going to pull this one out and maybe end that drought that they've had out there.
1: You know, I I, I don't think you're crazy picking the Dodgers. Dodgers have been really good. But this Rays team, just top to bottom, it looks like they can hit anywhere in the lineup. Uh, the, and just the pitching performance that we just saw in this past series, they, I mean, they've got gas coming out both ends they can they can pitch with anybody so i am excited yeah a whole lot of gas yeah gas out. coming out both ends yeah just like you when you got food poisoning uh anyway we can move on though to some nfl news plenty plenty to talk about in the nfl this week uh we've got the titans organization possibly facing a, a well actually
0: we have breaking news from before even when from our episode Planning to now," it came out that the Titans are f- cleared cleared of any wrongdoing. They may face a monetary fine. Yes, but they are not going to be penalized with any draft picks, at least for now, or any really organization altering Yeah They've you just know, been penalties to
1: death.: Yes.
0: They put them on a COVID cruise ship.:
1: Yes. They're they're gonna have to play all their football games on a boat now. It's gonna be really miserable. No, uh, the Titans organization just faced a COVID audit from the NFL. Um, news coming out that they might just face an organizational fine, but no players getting penalized. No, uh,
0: no yeah, I coaches, mean, because there were rumors they were saying if the, if the team had been found to have have been seriously you know breaking any of the protocols especially if it was in any like systematic way like if they weren't requiring the players to distance or weren't requiring mask use on site or you know were in some ways skipping any of the testing protocols or things like that that they were looking into not only possibly docking them a draft pick but possibly docking them a, a high draft pick they yeah were looking at a first or second round pick i mean kind of like in the way that we saw the patriots docked a first rounder for I believe that was Deflate Gate that they got docked the first ga- yes. first rounder. Um, we were possibly looking at a serious penalty, and for a Titans team that, yes, they're looking playoff bound as they were last year, and they've they've looked really good this season. Mm-hmm. But they're the type of team that really, really needs and uses the draft to build. Yes. You know I know that's such a generic statement. Every team uses the draft and needs the draft to build. No, But, but they are a team that more typically than not, they're not very active in free agency. No. They're not huge in trading. They are very much about value draft picks, especially on the interior Offensive line, defensive line—they're—they're a, they're a running-oriented and defensive football team, mm-hmm. and those are the types of teams that really need to be getting that value out of the draft.
1: Yeah, especially because you're not the biggest market team, so it's not like you're going to be getting any superstar free agent—you know—knocking down the door to get into your get into your uh, club. So yeah, uh, and an interesting result of that audit. Uh, the Panthers also now going remote uh after their guard mike Schofield test positive for COVID.
0: yeah i mean this has been pretty crazy uh, it seems like the nfl and the teams have kind of developed a little bit of a protocol here to get this under wraps but it, last week i remember it was like last friday there were like seven or eight teams that had some forms of positives whether it was among staff players or or practice squad yeah reserves. um all sorts of teams being forced into shutdowns, delays, things like that, players being thrown on COVID reserve lists. I I mean, on one hand, I'm impressed that the league has continued to roll and continue to press forward and, you know, is still finding a way to give us a pretty solid product every week. But, I mean, it's been a mess. Even this week, we had two games tonight on Monday. Uh, We had the Bills Chiefs playing uh, tonight, and then we also have – Currently going on the Cardinals Cowboys. Yeah. Um, well, don't get me wrong, I love me extra football. This whole scheduling thing is just totally crazy. I mean, yeah, we had no, a game starting surreal. at five p.m. today, yeah. a game that many people would want to see: Chiefs Bills. As far as all of the matchups for this whole weekend, it was, that was probably the best one. Oh, it was definitely at least top three, right? Yeah, that maybe the Buccaneers Packers. Yeah. But like, and yet. It's being thrown on at, like, four thirty, five o'clock on a Monday night. Like, yeah, crazy. weird things going on here. Uh, that was a really good game, though. It was. Um, the Chiefs ended up winning 26-17, a nine-point victory. Patrick Mahomes looked back to himself Again, both of these teams coming off of their first losses of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, Bills still looking dangerous, still looking like they're likely the class of that AFC North. Mm-hmm. But, or is it Central?
1: No, they're
0: the it, North. How is Miami in the North?
1: Because it, the d- division else. lines are dumb.
0: I guess. Yeah. Sorry. Um. How and and Dallas Dallas then uh. Was the that? That was Dallas in the NFC East. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, divisions are stupid. Yeah, it's just kind of made up. Um. But in that game, Pat Mahomes becomes the fastest player in Super Bowl era, Super Bowl era to throw ninety touchdown passes. Crazy. Um, uh, which he, makes him more likely than not to be the fastest to throw a hundred as well. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I mean he's been he's been uh, really impressive to watch. I mean, really, and shaping up to be an all time great.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, Andy Reid, it seems like has been able to adjust with the times. You know, a lot of these coaches they get stale. They kind of wear out their welcomes. Yeah. Uh, after ten years, Andy They Reid's, age out. Andy Reid's good twenty five years now in the league, roughly uh, as a head coach, ballpark. And uh, still going strong, mm-hmm. you know. Just got himself first head coaching Super Bowl win, and the offense is dynamic, creative, trendy enough that it looks like he's going to have a job until he wants one.
1: Yeah, I, he. It looks like he's gonna he's gonna keep one as long well, as he got. He just got paid a whole bunch of money this off season. He just married
0: his high school sweetheart. Oh, I was talking about Andy Reid, but yeah, uh, Patrick.
1: Yeah, I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Well, and Andy, married, yeah, well, Mahomes. yeah, Andy Reid married Patrick Mahomes. It was a beautiful ceremony. <laughs> his high school sweetheart. And Andy looks so pretty in his dress. Uh, yeah, but no, it, I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes putting on another electric performance uh, so far this season. Uh, really, just an impressive quarterback talent. Um, talking about less than impressive. Jets going zero six, and really the clock is ticking on what happens to Adam Gase and this miserable
0: Jets team. I mean, the truth is Adam Gase should have been out of a job ages ago. Mm-hmm. This Jets team is a dumpster fire and is worse than most college programs. Yes. Um I think they are a shoe-in to get the first pick in the draft. Uh maybe not a total shoe-in, but at this point with Atlanta getting their first win and Atlanta was always a better team than new york getting their first win new york getting their first win exactly uh i think yeah the giants giants Giants. yes um i i think we're gonna see uh the jets being the clear-cut favorite to get the first overall pick and Mm -hmm. i think we should expect them to see trevor lawrence um uh, expect to see trevor lawrence you know
1: possibly taking taking, taking over that new york spot um the Jets, who let Le'Veon Bell go to the Chiefs. Yes.
0: Yeah, which uh, I don't think he got a single snap tonight. I don't know if that's just roster adjustment or what it is, would. but it's another thing we totally didn't even mention that, yeah. Jared. I appreciate you uh, yeah. bringing that up. Yes. Le'Veon Bell getting cut last week by the Jets uh, following their following their game and, uh, and him going to the Kansas City Chiefs as if that team needed more weapons.
1: Yeah, right? Um, yeah, so at this point... It really looks like this This Jets team has just completely collapsed in upon itself. And uh, and so too here we must collapse in upon ourselves because I think that just about wraps it up this week for us here at the Balls Over the Top podcast. We are available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on Anchor FM.
0: Yeah, uh, you can check out our social medias and at b-o-t-t podcast on both instagram and twitter yeah and um yeah uh we appreciate you guys support we have some awesome two and a half inch vinyl stickers yeah. if you have any interest we will gladly hook you guys up rep the rep the podcast rep the logo absolutely and uh if you guys ever have any questions comments or anything you want us to talk about uh give us a shout shoot us a comment shoot us a message and uh and we will gladly uh th- address your questions address yeah. your address your comments and you know maybe talk about your topics on the show Absolutely. so
1: uh and jared thank you for uh sitting in sitting yeah in and, and
0: honestly bringing up that huge levy on bell point there man that yes. was that was a huge uh huge point there talk so. it to the mic thank you for having me you got it buddy well uh thanks for listening guys have a great week and we'll catch you on thursday for our nfl picks
1: have a good one everybody i love you